It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars. We're proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hope you guys this week is off to a great start. You've reached the halfway point. We're almost to the weekend. And thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. A lot to get to like normal. Catching you up on everything in BYU sports. BYU basketball opens their season with the win last night over Cal State Fullerton. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll also get you some of the thoughts from the start of the game, TJ Hawes and Alex Barcelo. You hear from both of them. We'll also talk some BYU football with BYU defensive tackle Atunaisa Mahe. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday after practice, get some of his thoughts on his play individually and what he expects from his team the rest of this season as they get ready for Liberty and beyond. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Can't thank them enough for their continued patronage of this podcast. We're also brought to you today by All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those companies as the show rolls on. With that out of the way, let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for November 6th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Wednesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal, but if you listen to our postcast edition last night, Sean Walker was with me at the Marriott Center last night, and we talked a little bit about BYU's season opening win over Cal State Fullerton, 76-58 for BYU as they go improve to 1-0 on the season. And I think it was a good opening foray for Mark Pope and his team to have a win like this because Cal State Fullerton came out energized, and they got within two points. I believe it was, uh, as Sean noted last night, actually, no, one point, 19-18 at one point and then BYU clamped down on the defensive side of things and absolutely shut down Cal State Fullerton as they pulled away and then stayed in front kept them at an arm's length the rest of the game in that win for BYU and I think it's a great win all the same BYU now will turn their attention to getting ready for San Diego State on Saturday but I think the biggest thing coming out of this is that Alex Barcelo the transfer from Arizona well for one game at least, he is exactly as advertised. The guy who was the number two prospect out of the state of Arizona, a four-star prospect when he signed with the University of Arizona out of high school, spent two lackluster seasons in Tucson, comes to BYU, and for at least one night, the very first night of his uh, BYU career, goes off for 17 points, a career high for him on seven of nine shooting. That is awesome to see, and I think it's a very exciting development. TJ Hawes tied him with a game-high 17 points of his own. Both of them spoke to the media after the game last night. Let's let you hear a little bit of what they had to say and their kind of their takeaways of the win for BYU. Well, Alex, career-high 17 points. How did you feel your debut win? Uh, I mean, I look at it as a blessing. I mean, it's, it's great to come out here and play with such great guys and such a great team. Um, but I'm, I'm very, very just thankful, and uh, I was happy that I could go out there and, and play with these guys and for a great coaching staff. 
Teach, what was your evaluation and the way I'll explain today? Man, it's fantastic. You, you know, in in games when you have little lulls or things like that, his energy is so contagious, and what he brings on the defensive end, um, you know, that really just sparks our team. And we we keep talking about, um, you know, the way we win games is we get stops and, and we play defensively, and just just his energy uh, is is unbelievable, and that, that spreads to every guy and. And then what he does on the offensive end, that, that man makes shots. And um, so, you know, we're, we're super grateful to have him. We're lucky to have him. And I'm excited for, for what's ahead. What, what is, besides just Alex personally, individually, what does just having another strong shooter like that do for you? Because it seemed like it opened your game up, especially in the second half. Does, does it help? Absolutely, yeah. When you, when you have good shooters on the perimeter, that really opens up the floor. Um, because you know, if they want to play in the gaps, he's going to make shots, and you know, we have, we have great shooters all around on this team, and confident shooters. And when guys are making shots, that floor just opens up a whole bunch. What do you think uh, was what attributed to just your two points in the first half? What was sort of slowing you down? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes you know it just doesn't feel right. Uh, there. Things aren't really going your way, but you know, as a team, we we're playing really great, and you know that that feels great. You go into halftime up 14, um, that feels really good. Uh, I, I just tried to stay aggressive, and in the second half, I got a, a few better looks, got to the basket a little bit, uh, which got me in a little bit of a rhythm. Um, so I wasn't too worried about it in the first half, but um, just trying to stay aggressive. You touched on TJ, but the defensive pressure seemed like they were stuck on 18 points for a long time, and that's where you really extended your lead. Um, what's different about this team defensively as, as maybe opposed to past years? Um, you know, I, I think, uh, like I was just saying, our, our energy is really great, and um, we really pride ourselves defensively. And um, you know, we've been working on we've been working on our defense since you know May June, and working on our footwork every single day and you know guys just trust in what we've worked on and you know I, I feel like our our chemistry and our trust on defense trusting each other in rotations and things like that is really good right now and I, I think that's going to continue to get better as as our games go on. Alex what got you in a, in a groove tonight in, in this game you know those 17 points? Um, I mean just just playing with the flow of the game not, not hunting any shots just letting the game come to me staying within our actions and uh, just just trusting our plays. How big was that stuff that you had there in the second half, or in the first half right there to kind of get you going? Because a couple seconds later you hit that three, um, I think it was right after Zach came into the game too, and, and you were kind of downhill from there. I mean, was, was that a big moment for you to get that, that block? Um, it definitely was, just because I, I, like our biggest thing in scout was just transition, um, getting back in transition, and uh, I mean, that kind of got us rolling. Uh, just knowing that like what, what we went over and worked so hard for, it, it was paying off and it was working, so I think that's what, that's what got us going. DJ, as a team, you guys shot 46% from three. How important is the, the three line for you guys? Uh, it's huge right now. You know, we're a lot of times we're playing in a small lineup, and so, you know, we really have to shoot the ball. And, you know, we, we work on it every single day, finishing our shots and shooting with confidence. And I, I feel like guys, Coach Pope, he does a great job of instilling that confidence in guys. And so... When you get out there, you shoot your open shot. If you don't, you're coming to sit on the bench. And um, so I think guys are just confident, and the three-point shot is, is huge for this team, and I expect us to keep making shots. 
Alex, you say you guys go kind of that five-out offense where you guys just moving guys through that lane. Is that something you guys are going to rely on until Yoli and some of these guys get back on the court? Um, I mean, definitely, like, when we go with a smaller lineup, we're going to focus on attacking, um, staying with the flow. Um, but just, I mean, whoever is in the game, I know that, that we're going we're gonna to do well and stay on attack. Anything else? Either one of you. How big was it to see Zach get out there, get some big minutes, especially coming off that energy and it, it, that injury, and it seemed like you kind of sparked the team a little bit? Maybe TJ or yeah, either one. I think it was awesome. I mean, I, I know how hard Zach has worked every single day, even when he was hurt. I mean, nothing stopped him from, from working every single day, and, and I just – like, I, I was so happy for him just knowing that, that all the hard work that he's put in. And, I mean, everyone believed in him and was was uh, hoping that he had a great game and, and, and knows how well he can play. So we were all happy for him. Teach San Diego State on Saturday. Your thoughts on – I know you haven't done any probably prep work for him yet, but familiar with him a little bit now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we know, they're, we know they're a big team. They got a lot of length. So uh, I know for a fact one of our uh, biggest – points of emphasis will be to rebound the ball and uh, I think if we, if we can get stops and rebound the ball then you know our transition offense pushing the floor I think is going to be really great for us. There you go Alex Barcelo and TJ Haas after BYU beats Cal State Fullerton 76-58. to Like I said I think it was an impressive win for BYU they're running a very interesting well they're very running very interesting offensive sets. They have some five out offensive sets where they don't really have a big man in the middle where they kind of just play on the perimeter and slash and cut to the rim and hope it pays off for them. They're capable of going big during moments with Kobe Lee and Dalton Nixon on the floor and but outside of Colby Lee and Dalton Nixon, there's not a ton of size for BYU on the interior. You've got guys like Connor Harding, who last night, if Connor Harding's shooting holds up like it did last night, and particularly his three-point shooting, Connor Harding's going to be a big problem for BYU opponents again this year. But you got to hopefully see that a larger sample size than just one game from him. He's got some size where he can defend inside. But outside of that, there's just not a lot of size on this roster. We talked about this during the preseason. Yoli Child's for nine games he's got eight more to go now and I just look at it and BYU's got to tread water as best they can going forward they're gonna have to shoot three point three pointers at a high clip and connect on a high percentage of them if they want to win games at a consistent pace this season and I just I look at it and I feel like BYU as a as a program right now yeah there's been a lot of bad news around the program during this offseason they had a lot of things go against them it felt like but I think for one night you can enjoy it BYU now gets to welcome in a former Mountain West Conference rival San Diego State to the Marriott Center Saturday afternoon that's gonna be a much stiffer test for BYU and I am interested to see how they perform in that game. So there you go. Some of my thoughts, also some of the comments from Alex Barcelo and TJ Haas about the win over Cal State Fullerton as now they turn their attention to hosting San Diego State on Saturday. We'll switch gears, talk some BYU football here in a minute with Atunai Samahe. Gets him in his thoughts. Had a big sack against Utah State. He breaks down what happens with that and also lets you know what he thinks the trajectory for the BYU football program is going forward. Before we get to that though, do need to take a moment and talk to you today about our title sponsor on the podcast and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union shares a faith-based bond with all of its members but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking everyone right now and you've probably seen this across all of their ad campaigns. What is your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing that home loan that you have to save some money? 
and help fund your passion project. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard. I'm currently in the process myself, and it's actually been relatively painless. I was really worried it was going to be a ton of paperwork, and there's paperwork involved, but it's not to the degree I was worried about. So yeah, refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. Rates are still low. That's why I'm pursuing it myself, sitting in the threes. Now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket, guys. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into one of those low rates for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month. It's a fantastic option. I would encourage you guys to check it out. The DFCU Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether you're in the early stages of life where you're trying to buy your first home, you want to find your dream home, you're, you're an investor. Whatever you've got, they'll find the right loan for you and make sure you're in the right situation. Call them, 801-456-7070-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, BYU football is back on the practice field yesterday, getting ready for Liberty this week. It was obviously BYU on Tuesday when it comes to the media availability. It's with the defensive players. But as we were waiting uh, for practice to get over, uh, we can kind of see in and we can see what's going on with practice just a little bit. They don't let necessarily let us observe a lot. But I did see Chris Wilcox dressed up in full pads and everything and participating in team drills. That is a fantastic development. Elisa Tuiaki said earlier this week on BYU's coordinator's corner that he felt like Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner both were probably set to begin playing either this week or next week and they've got those four games to use up and still redshirt this season. So keep an eye out. You should see them in the next couple of weeks rejoining the BYU football program. That should only bolster BYU's defensive back depth. Obviously, along the defensive line, they had a really good showing against Utah State. Atunai Samahe, a guy that I love watching. I feel like he's got all the ability in the world despite being undersized for the position. Well, I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday, talk about the sack he had on Jordan Love against Utah State, and also just kind of talk about his play in general and what he expects from BYU football the rest of the way this season. So here you go. Atunai Samahe, BYU defensive tackle with myself, Jake Hatch, on Locked On Cougars. First off, let's start with the sack against Utah State. What happened on that play? Oh, man. I mean, first off, it was just a good a good play overall. Um, and, I mean, people people would have just saw me get the, get the sack, but there's a lot that went behind it. We So if, if you guys noticed that we had a D-end, in the back Lopa um, so he caught the eyes of the tackle which gave me enough time to, to give us uh, to do that twist mm-hmm. so I was able to get in the backfield without the tackle even knowing what was coming and and so I mean I just got lucky I had really good teammates <laughs> really good play I had to back it up so you showed some burst though getting around that edge oh it's the it's the fruits over here <laughs> the best fruits and vegetables <laughs> right, I like to hear you're a guy who's not the tallest defensive tackle 
a lot of people, they look at Kyrus, six foot four, six foot five. But how do you go about your game being not as tall as those guys are? Um, there's definitely a lot that has to. You always have to. If you're not the tallest guy, you always have to make it up with speed and aggression. And um, both of those things, I'm still working on. Yeah. Um, as far as my weight, I'm still trying to get down, mm-hmm. try to get faster. I feel like with speed mixed with power, um, that's a, a real deadly combination whether you're tall or not. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. Do you look at a guy like Aaron Donald in the NFL as kind of a template for what you can do? Because he's not the tallest guy, but he gets away with it. Oh, man, I think he's a, he's an idol to, to all the, the D tackles that are yeah. my, my height, my <laughs> size. I remember watching him from Pittsburgh. Yeah his sophomore up until senior year and then people were like who's Aaron Donald I'm like yo just watch mm-hmm. so that's a big prophecy for me I'm just <laughs> <laughs> fair enough when it comes to playing your height is it more about getting your hands on guys faster than they get hands on you definitely it's all it's all about speed and, and even with technique mm-hmm. of course using your hands um, I feel like with anyone if you're not using your hands then you know, but especially for me I really need to use my hands I need to stop using my helmet as you can see <laughs> That's all right. I think I think helmet comes into play regardless in your position. What's it been like this year working with guys like Kyrus and Lorenzo? They man, it, it's just been like such a blessing, a wonderful experience working with both of them. Both of them are really good at what they do, mm-hmm. and so I mean, Lorenzo is younger than me, but yeah. I look up to him because he he knows his technique, he knows how to play the game, mm-hmm. he has a good football IQ, especially with Kyrus. So anytime I ask questions, I ask them. And then coach. And so they've just been a big help. What's kind of the trajectory of this team, do you think? You're coming off two wins here over rear rivals. Now you're looking ahead to Liberty. What's the trajectory where this team can go in your mind? We can go all the way. We're hungry. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can tell from the defense side of the ball to offense side to special teams. Mm-hmm. Everyone is wanting to put in their 111th and, and play football. I mean, Utah State, they had... Um, They've had a couple of returns on special teams, and our special teams is able to, to respond to that. And that shows us, the defense, that motivates us to, to do what we need to do. And then when we do what we need to do, the offense does what they need to do. And so we all feed off of each other. And so we're ready to, we're ready to go all the way. <laughs> Liberty this week, a fellow independent, first time you guys have played them. What have you seen from film on them so far? Uh, offensive scheme, they, they're really good. They have really good big-time players who can make big-time plays. And so it's all about um, just staying sound in our technique, doing what we've been doing, mm-hmm. and improving in that. And then just uh, we're, we're just ready to, to respond to whatever they have to have to give us. Do you Hugh Freeze is a guy who's pretty pretty well known in college football circles. A guy who was at Ole Miss did some good things as a head coach. Do you pay attention to coaches you guys go up against at all? I mean, I'm not really the best with coaches, but I do. Actually, I do know him. Okay. And um, I really respect him. And just coaches in general, I mean, that's hard. That's a hard position to put in. You're the leader of the team. And so um, I respect him for what he does and, and what he brings. Nice. Thanks so much. Thank you. There you go. Atunai Samahe. And when he says we can go all the way, he's obviously not referring to the fact that they're going to win the national championship. That's not it. He's saying, I think what I took away from it is he thinks they can win out here. I think it's absolutely a plausible theory that BYU could win out and get to eight wins before all is said and done this season. The toughest game remaining on BYU's schedule is the season finale, the regular season finale, down there at San Diego State. But San Diego State is mighty beatable. And I think the 
Cougars can make a run here. If they get to eight wins, you call it a great season to move on because this is still a relatively young BYU football program. A lot of the pieces will return next season, and that's when the hype train, I think, can get going, even though next year's schedule is even tougher than this year. I think this is going to be a battle-tested team coming out of this season, going into 2020, and they should be ready to rock and roll. And Here's hoping at some point that the good health bug hits BYU rather than the injury bug. I, that's the one thing that kind of bugs me as a guy who observes BYU. Is it seems like they just get struck by injury after injury. And at some point, you like to see them have a relatively just peaceful run through a season where they don't have a ton of major injuries. But that might be asking too much, and we'll have to kind of see what happens. But I really do like where BYU football is at, and I thank uh, Tunai Samahe for joining me here on the show to talk about that. And it was also cool to hear him talk about a lot of the credit he feels like goes to his teammates and also he takes a lot of inspiration from Aaron Donald. I've said this before that Atunai Samahe is BYU's version of, of Aaron Donald. It's not the same, same caliber, let's be real. Aaron Donald is an elite all everything defensive tackle, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year but Atunai Samahe, I'm glad to hear that he takes Aaron Donald as one of the guys who is a idol to him, a guy he aspires to be because Aaron Donald's an undersized guy. He's only about six foot, but he gets it done to that defensive tackle position, just like Atunaisa Mahe is for BYU. All right, so there you go. Some of the stuff on BYU football. We'll get you more thoughts and more insight on practice later this week once I have a chance to talk to my sources down there at Provo, get some of their thoughts. Maybe they can uh, spell out how the quarterback situation is going to resolve itself, but we'll have it all covered for you right here on your daily podcast for the BYU Cougars, the Locked On Cougars podcast. More in a moment here as we talk about the other things going on in BYU sports. Before we do that though, do need to remind you guys that with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a moment, guys. Do need to take a moment today and talk to you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Proud sponsor of Locked On Cougars, big BYU fans. Seth Barrett and his team are the best of the best in the pest control industry. They are a local company based right here in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. That's what I love about these guys is their versatility. They also offer versatility in their terms of what they offer service-wise. They offer a quarterly pest control program, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and have the peace of mind knowing they have a barrier around their home to keep the creepy crawlies out of their home. They also offer one-time services though so you don't need to sign a long-term contract for just a one-time treatment. They will fit their plan for what you need guys. That's what I love about Seth and his team. I've met with him. He does a great job. They use the safest products in the industry. All Guard Pest Control has incredible online reviews. You can go online and look at them. They make sure that their customers are taken care of and these customers in turn have turned around and taken care of all guard pest control in terms of their online reviews and you can't discount that because let's be real everybody on the internet they live to be outraged plain and simple but all guard pest control the best of the best guys give them a call if you have any pest control needs 801-851-1812 or go to allguardpestcontrols.com seth and his team are huge byu fans let them know that locked on cougars and jay catch sent you when you call once again all guard pest control 801-851-1812 or Check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. 
So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, as we close out today's edition of the podcast, wanted to start off with some of the other news in BYU sports. Let's start off in the men's and women's cross-country side of things. After winning the WCC championships, the men's cross-country teams remains stuck at number two behind Northern Arizona. BYU, all they have to do is beat Northern Arizona at some point to move up to number one, but that's been easier said than done. Uh, BYU men's team remains at number two in the national rankings, while the women's team, who had moved up to number two previously, slid back to number six, but after winning the West Coast Conference Championships, the BYU women's team is ranked number three in the country. It's awesome to see BYU men's and women's cross country in the top five. They've been as high as number two each this season. The men's team has been ranked number two for 15 consecutive weeks. The women's team has cracked into the top three for the second time this season after being ranked number two in week four of the season. It's just an incredible effort all the way around from the men's and women's cross country teams. They're looking to win another national championship on both sides, the women's and women's side and they're poised to do that they will be back in action next week of the mountain regional championships as at rose park golf course here in salt lake city utah so it'll be close to home next weekend if you want to get out and watch two of the best programs in the byu athletic department another program that is off to a flying start this season is the byu men's golf program they finished the second day of the saint mary's invitational at poppy hills golf club in second place after shooting an eight under 276 on monday in the first round. Uh, so BYU currently uh, sits in second place a full 11 strokes behind Colorado State. Actually, sorry. Yeah, 11 strokes behind Colorado State. Colorado State off to a flying start, but We'll keep you updated as BYU continues to play. They've got four players currently under par. Peter Kest at four under, Kelton Hirsch at two under, and then Carson Lundell and Cole Ponich, the freshman sensation, both of them at one under par. Rhett Rasmussen, a guy you expect to be under par, is just one over. So BYU off to a good start in this tournament, but they got a lot of ground to make up if they want to catch Colorado State. We'll keep you updated on how BYU does in this tournament out there in Pebble Beach, California. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to bring it to you guys each and every day. I was speaking with a BYU fan yesterday, and he asked me, like, Jake, how do you do this every day? And I just, I honestly, it's something that I enjoy doing, plain and simple. I love talking BYU sports, BYU football and basketball in particular. It's the best time of year where they cross over, where we have both basketball and football games. Makes the schedule a little bit crazy, but it is a lot of fun to talk with you guys guys each and every day and can't thank you guys enough for continuing to support the show if you're new to the show please subscribe rate and review uh, follow the show on whatever podcast you you choose and give us a good rating and review those star reviews particularly on apple podcasts are worth their weight in podcast gold and can't thank you guys enough for taking a moment and doing that to help us because it gets the word out more heavily about the podcast when you guys do that all right we'll catch you guys tomorrow catching up on everything else going on in byu sports news going to catch up with BYU linebackers coach and special teams coordinator Ed Lamb on tomorrow's podcast excited to have him on the show as always one of my favorite coaches to interview on the BYU coaching staff tells it like it is but also is not afraid to have some fun as well so we'll get to that on tomorrow's edition of the show thanks again for joining us today's show brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union as well as our good friends at Roman and All Guard Pest Control we'll catch you guys tomorrow this has been Locked on Cougars for November 6th, 2019.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.